afternoon, Raleigh, North Carolina. This is Packers Live Sports Show with Benjamin Denton and John Hinton. And we're coming at you live from the WKNC studios on the beautiful, awesome, amazing, fantastic campus of North Carolina State University on 88.1 WKNC HD1 FM. Benjamin Denton. I'm John Hinton. And we are absolutely stoked, ecstatic, to be coming at you live on one of the premier college radio stations in the nation, keeping you up to date with the latest and the greatest with all of the NC State sports. John, how are you today? I'm good, Benjamin. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. We're on the radio. We're talking sports. We're talking NC State. What's on the docket for today's show? Well, we're definitely going to talk about the Super Bowl that happened on uh, Sunday. The Praise be. Yeah, uh, we're going to talk some uh, pro basketball as well as some college basketball, most notably NC State men's and women's teams, both of those teams doing well. We're going to talk some wrestling, uh, some women's tennis, some gymnastics, some rifle, swimming, and track and field. So we got a lot to talk about today. And we are going to kick that off right now, starting with track and field. There was the Michigan Power 5 Invitational and the Camel City Invitational. The Camel City was a distance event. And the track and field, this was this past week. Uh, some of the athletes that competed there on the track, uh, Gabrielle Cunningham, she had a time of 8.439 seconds in the 60-meter hur- hurdles, which qualified her for the finals on the second day of that event. Janelle Pate finished her first heat in the 200 meters, notching a time of uh, 25.13. Shannon Patterson on the men's side, he had uh, 49.48 and was the fastest mark in his heat. This was all on the first day of this Invitational. Mm-hmm. Elijah Moskovitz uh, and Patrick Sheehan, they ha- added to the uh, NC State's list of qualifiers for the ACC Indoor Championships. Um, Sheehan ran a 14-17 and Elijah Moskovitz in the 14-14. Yeah, Gavin Gaynor and Edwin Ruda each uh, improved their personal records by multiple seconds in as, the mile. Yeah, as Gaynor ran a uh, fell uh, a 4.12.24 and Ruto clocked a 4.17.78. That was on, on the run on the track is what I'm trying to say. Yes. I was yes. running on the so track. So in the throws of uh of athlete Fortenborough uh had the weight throw and they took uh they took third place in the event on the second attempt uh throwing 17.43 meters. Joshua Davis competes on day two, and we'll get to him in a second. Right. But just a quick recap, on the first day, there were three people that set personal records. It was Patrick Sehan, Gavin Gaynor, and Edwin Ruda, and that was in the uh, first part of it. In the Camel City Invitational, there was three competitors on on that one. Yeah, uh, Gianna Frontera and Rachel Bartolomeo, they both ran in the women's 3,000 race. And they took 13th place and 23rd place, respectively. Uh, Frontera ran just under 10:20 with a 10:19.55. She finished second in her heat, while while Bartolomeo finished with a time just under 10:30 of a 10:29.30. On the men's side, Kyle Christ, um, he represented the pack, and he ran an 8:54.48 in the men's 3,000 meters. Fun fact: I am pretty sure that's the same Kyle Christ. I worked with his sister Kelly. We ran track, and that was last summer or two summers ago at like at the at the pool over at Poland. Cool, I was a lifeguard. And Any relation me, to Jesus Christ? Uh, probably. I, I assume <laughs> the lines are pretty direct one, but yeah, that was pretty cool. She told me her brother ran track here at state, so that's I'm pretty sure it's the same person. Anyway, 
on day two of, of the Campbell the, City Classic. Well, this yeah, it's it's two events. The Campbell oh, yeah, City is right. the long they're, distance one. They're just taking one. place at the same time. Yeah, yeah. and in mm-hmm. throws the goat Joshua Davis. Um, he had a third place finish. Oh man, that was the first time I've read about him, and he didn't win it. Yeah, he had a, a third place finish of throw with twenty two point one one meters, but that's the fifth time he's been on the podium and as many outings for the pack. Yeah, still, still a strong showing. I mean, he's just preparing for the ACC championships. And uh, when you get a lot of good competitors, it's going to, like, finishing third place, Yeah, he could be, like, two feet away from finishing um, finishing him first or something like that. On the women's side, Lauren Evans finished fourth, and uh, she put up a new personal record of 16.14 meters and on her fifth attempt, so... Personal record still only fourth place because there were so many good athletes at this invitational. Yeah. On the track, Gabrielle Cunningham. She took first place in the 60-meter hurdles with a time under 8.5 with an 8.25. That is her third podium finish in the 60-meter 60 60 meter hurdles this indoor season. Yep. And on the men's side, they took second and third place with Dylan Peebles and Cravant Charleston, and they both clocked new personal records and – uh. Charleston had a new personal record in a bronze with a 21.28. Tim Basin art achieved another personal record in an ACC indoor qualifying time in his mark in the mile at 4 minutes, 6 seconds, point seventy nine, and that was second in the event. That's actually really fast. We're it just, is really fast. We're in, just, in, oh, sorry, what? No, go ahead. Oh, well, in the 3,000, just continuing with this, Joe Bistrich uh, ran 811.65 seconds. And Ben Barrett ran 8 minutes, 14.05 seconds. They both qualified for ACC championships. Ben Barrett set a new personal record as well. Undoubtedly, though, the highlight of this event was the relays for NC State. It was a historic day for both because on the men's side, Charleston, Shannon Shannon Patterson, uh, Kelly, and Peebles notched the sixth best time in NC State history with a time of 314.71. And the women, uh, Cunningham, Griffin, Pate, and Postal, set an NC State record, beating the previous program best time of 3 minutes, 46.64 seconds, and they crushed that by almost two seconds. Which is a lot in a relay. Yes. Two seconds is a really long time, so to set a new program record there is pretty awesome. Uh, Ellie Haynes set a new personal record. This is back over to the Campbell City Invitational. She set a new personal record in the women's 3,000-meter with a time of 9 minutes, 11.95 seconds, and it stands as the sixth best mark in the country right now and the best in the ACC this season. And she was awarded ACC Track Athlete of the Week. Only naturally. On. Yeah, yes. only naturally. Yeah, that's a, a really impressive time, uh, sixth best mark in the country. I mean, she's just been improving all year. And so. she's only a sophomore. Exactly, yeah. Up next, the Wolfpack are set to make trips to Ames, Iowa, for the Iowa State Classic and Clemson, South Carolina, for the Tiger Paul Invite. Those are February 9th and 10th. It's a pretty cool like name for a meet, the Tiger Paw Invite at well, Clemson. Like, it's not very creative. I mean, their mascot's the Tigers. It's just cool, Tiger Paw Invite. I don't know. That's, it's like beckoning over with a paw, come on over, just a, just a paw. You're overthinking it. I just think it's cool. I, I, I'm, just, I'm not seeing the creativity. Okay. Anyway, moving on, swimming and diving. It wasn't necessarily an NC State meet. Yeah, we had se. an invitational meet. Um, a couple Duke swimmers, a couple, a couple UNC swimmers, and a lot of swimmers from uh, Johns Hopkins University uh, competed at the Jade Hanna, hey, excuse me, Janice Hate Dowd Carolina College Nike Invitational. That is a, definitely a mouthful. Yeah, so, that's a mouthful. 
this wasn't necessarily the primary swimmers for NC State that really went to this as much as it were the swimmers that don't get enough. Yeah. Um, don't get as much. Also typically underclassmen swimmers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Mason Revis won the 500 freestyle at 426. This is on day one of competition. Patrick Schwarzenbach posted a time of 157.69 seconds in the 200 breaststroke. And Carolyn Estep finished the 100 backstroke in 54 seconds, 0.44. Luke Sobolowski earned a time of 47.82 seconds in the 100 butterfly. That earned a B cut for the Wolfpack. Estep and Emmy Barnhill... Uh, competed in the 50 freestyle, and Estep finished second at 23.18, and Barnhill finished fourth at 23.51. That was on day one. Yes. Day two, it's highlighted by Elise Hahn breaking the pool record in the 200 freestyle with a time of 147.47, and that was on her first prelim, and that was enough for an NCAA B standard qualifying cut as well. Yes. Including Hahn in the 200 freestyle, <clears throat> Excuse me. The uh, Wolfpack earned seven NCAB cuts on the day. Olivia Fisher and a shoemate. They posted times very close, uh, 102.32 and 102.43 in the 100 breaststroke, and they swept that event, finishing first and second in their prelim. Yep, and Jacob Johnson finished the 200 freestyle in 157.18, and that was first in his, his prelim, uh, whereas um, Jabari Babsite, Earned a time of 48.01 in the 100 backstroke. Baptiste Day. Baptiste? Yes. Okay, so I missed a letter in there. Anyway, he, <laughs> fi- he, um, he finished with 48.01 in the 100 backstroke. Also take first in his prelim. Yeah, Patrick Schwarzenbach um, won the prelim of his 100 breaststroke in 55.2 seconds. And Mason Revis competed in and won the final in the 400 IM in 3 minutes, 51.27 seconds. So a pretty successful day two. At the Invitational Meet and a lot of the finals on day three, of course. Uh, Mason Revis won the 1,650-meter uh, one, uh, one freestyle in a time of 15 minutes, 16 seconds, point zero nine, And that was a B cut as well. Yeah. Luke's, That's the longest pool event, by the way, the 1650. It takes so much endurance to swim that. Is that, that's th- is that three miles? I mean, uh, how, far, how far is that? No, it's uh, 1,500 meters is a mile. Okay. 1,650 yards is a mile. Okay, that's so probably what it was. So they do the 15 and the 1,650 in both meters and yards, so there's at least one mile race Okay. in every event. Yeah, that yeah. does not look fun to swim. No, no, that does not sound fun to swim at all. Uh, you get your second wind. I think <clears throat> the best thing about distance swimming is that you can kind of just numb the pain. Because there's so much repetition. That's what I like to hear. Arms. You know, when I'm trying to have a good time, it's like numbing the Numb pain. Numb the pain. Well, yeah. I mean, no, I mean, it's, it's a real science. Like when you repeat the same stroke over and over, it, it's like sensory adaptation. You feel the pain. You literally feel the pain less. It's like a second wind, runner's high, things like that. So, like, mm-hmm. a lot of distance swimmers have that natural predisposition for just uh, dealing with pain, which is why I was a distance swimmer because I'm a ginger. And gingers don't feel as much pain, or or have souls. Okay. Anyway, I actually yeah, my sister, um, her coach wants her to be a distance swimmer, but she hates it. So maybe she a ginger? Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just talking about distance swimming, <laughs> yeah, I know. and I I don't. I kudos to them for being able to do that. But Luke Sebaleski also finished first in the final of the 200 butterfly and earned an NCAA B cut in his time of 147.56. Patrick Schwarzenbach also got a B cut. With a time of 158.79 seconds in the 200 breaststroke. 
And that's a pretty good showing for the Wolfpack. Yeah, and that's all that is we have for that Invitational. Up next is the ACC uh, Men's and Women's Swimming and Diving Championships. Those are in Greensboro, North Carolina on February 14th through 17th. Wow. Yeah, it starts um, on the day of our next show. So stay up to date with us. Yeah, you can uh, follow them on Twitter. It's not hard to find them. You can also follow us at, on Twitter at Pack is Life NCSU if you're interested in seeing our general thoughts about sports, anything, you know, tweet, we'll tweets. Tw- we'll, tweet, we'll tweet about anything. It could yeah. be, it's a guessing game. Tweet about tweeting. It's always sports, though. Yes, so follow us for sports. Anyway, <laughs> so the rifle team was also active as well uh, since our last show. Uh, NC State ranked NC State ranked 11 in the country. Yeah, we beat Wofford, something UNC's that UNC rival. could not do in in <laughs> something that UNC could not do in basketball. The final score was 4,645 to 4,381, so a relative route as far as rifle scores go. Mm-hmm. Um, we scored 23, and 18 in the small bore and 2,327 in the air rifle. Get that overall score. We improved to 11 and 7 on the year with a non conference victory, but Wofford's just 2 and 12, which yep. why couldn't UNC beat them? I'm just saying. NC, St- NC State shooters claimed the top four spots overall in the individual standings. Uh, some of those names Lauren Phillips was first, Zach Eisenberg was second, Kendra Jacobs was third, and Clary Zanti. Claire Zanti was fourth. I'm not great with names, John. Don't judge. Yeah, I know. I know. You're not good with grammar either. Uh, uh, I'm, uh, I don't know. I, I don't I'm know what sorry. to say. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm I, from the country. That's not. So I have to major well, in I'm from the country, too. No, I'm talking about very much country. Benjamin, I grew up in the country. A lot of my family's from the country. Okay, well, we can talk about it like <laughs> other times. I'm, I assure you, it I'm is. I'm messing with you. Very mu- fine. I didn't think you were yeah. from the country. Anyway. Up next for the rifle, Saturday, February 17th, they're going to Morgantown, West Virginia. Yep, that's a tough matchup because, yeah. obviously, West Virginia. West Virginia yeah. They, Mountain Mama. They have home country roads. That's a great song. It, it really is. Although, for some reason, it was in, in at least two movies this year. I, I really? Know, Which movies? I know it was in the sequel to the Kingsman movie, which was actually good. Um, if okay, you have to take that movie for what it is. Just um, uh, sometimes, just a lot of mindless action, but awesome yeah. action. There was in that movie. Then it was another Channing Tatum movie that I watched. I think it was Logan Lucky. Yeah, Logan Lucky is a good movie. Oh, that's fantastic yeah. movie. Uh, yeah, I do remember. That I like song Logan Lucky uh, yeah. better than uh, my favorite part. Ocean's of the, my favorite part of that movie is Adam Driver. Oh yes, he's, yeah, he's awesome. he's so awesome. He's amazing. Also, is Kylo Ren. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's aware of that though. Like how awesome Adam Driver is. Adam Driver is also a Marine, by the way. I know. I, yeah. I, I found that out about him. He's just awesome. We can yeah. just, uh, we'll just, next week we'll talk just about Adam Driver. Yeah, okay, that sounds good. We'll have the Adam Driver special edition. <laughs> we can preview the Han Solo movie, too. Which, oh. by the way, has Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian, which I am so excited about. I, it's I gonna just be think amazing. they should have had um, Harrison Ford as Han Solo and just like did a lot of makeup, and I would watch that movie. You're kidding me. Well, like, mostly kidding. You can barely talk. But it'd be kind of cool, though. No, it wouldn't be. I would definitely watch it if it was Harrison Ford You're going to definitely watch it this way. I am, too, as well. Yeah. I love I love Han Solo. Let's move on to gymnastics, though. Uh, NC right. State, they beat T- Pitt, Temple, and Towson at a quad team meet. So four events are at gymnastics. So at any given time at this meet, if you had been there, there was always something going on on one of the main four events. NC State is ranked in the top 25. Mm-hmm. We talked about last week they suffered their three losses all at one meet. 
to some of the better gymnastics teams in the country. Yes. But they were able to bounce back and went 3-0 and at this past meet with a total score of 194.600 to get those three wins. Yeah, the Wolfpack earned 11 top five finishes and tied four individual career highs along with two individual season highs. We won three of the four main events, beam, floor, and vault, which, so, of course, left bars, which yeah. I believe we finished second in. Yeah, we did not win bars. But some of the uh, top five finishers for NC State, if you follow gymnastics, you hear these names all the time. Chelsea Knight finished first on the beam. Drew Grantham finished second on the beam. That tied her personal best on the floor routine. Chelsea Knight tied for first. And uh, Alexa Phillips was fourth. And Mackenzie Itchkush was tied for fifth on the floor. Yep, uh, Mackenzie Itkush also uh, finished top five in the vault. Only there she finished first. Mm-hmm. Alexa Phillips second in the vault. Caitlin Fillard third in the vault. So a sweep all around in the vault event for NC State. I believe we topped a score of 49 in the vault wow. when I was looking. When the perfect score is 50 yeah. for each event. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty pretty awesome. That's very awesome. All around, we did not have the top gymnasts, but we did have the next three. Chelsea Knight, Drew Grantham, and Caitlin Fillard finished second, third, and fourth overall for the competition, which featured four teams full of gymnasts. Yes. And we had three of the top five, just us. And that's why we picked up those three Ws. Yeah, exactly. All right, so up next, the pack will travel to the motherland, Denton, Texas, for a quad meet against Texas <laughs> I just Auburn got that. <laughs> and Pittsburgh. Yeah, I know. I was really excited. I was really confused as to what you're talking Denton, Texas. Wow. There's actually a Denton, North Carolina as well, but it's not it's a actually really? a, I think it's more of like an intersection than a town. It's over in Davidson County mm-hmm. near Thomasville. Okay. See, yeah. I've, I've seen like a Hinton Street, but I've never seen like Hintonville or Hinton or it's, anything it's like that. It's because your name sucks, John. Clearly, you don't have a name awesome enough to be Because our name's town. from Ireland and nobody likes Irish people. Uh, you know what? We should Google Map and see if there's a Hinton in Ireland. All right, let's see it. Yeah, all right, we we'll can look it up. we can do that when we take a break. We take a song <laughs> break later in the show. We'll see if there's a Hinton. But there's a Denton in North Carolina, and there's one in Texas, and that's where the pack is going for a gymnastics meet, and that is later this month. Women's tennis. Uh, it was a tough couple of losses to ranked teams two weeks ago. We took the L to Kentucky and UCLA, both ranked in the top twenty. But we did bounce back. We went to Kansas. We had two games, two, um, I guess, matches versus Kansas teams. Wichita State, we beat 4-3. to three, But then we lost to Kansas 4-3. to three, So Yeah. Against Wichita State, though, uh, the pack went 3-3 three and three in singles. We've got wins from Anna Rogers, Adriana Riemi, and Amanda Rebol. Yep. In doubles, uh, we picked up two wins. No- number nine, Claudia Wiktorin and Anna Rogers overcame number 23, Gabriella and Porbin. We beat them 6-4. Yep, and Bianca Moldovan and Helen Grimm earned a 6-1 win over some other um, tennis players from Wichita State, and I'm not even going to attempt to read the name there off of my notes. Oh, that my is, God, Ben. That is, it, that's Sadhu Yava? Sarvanaz Sadueva. And Julia Gadetti. You gave me the harder names on purpose, I swear. No, I didn't. You read Anna Rogers and Claudia Wiktorin, and then you're like, all right, we're going to let Benjamin. No, I'm, I'm just messing. Okay. You got to read the harder names. Learn man. to read. Learn to read. That's all I'm going to say. I didn't read till I was nine. Really? Yeah, but I was done with high school by the time I was 15. Okay. Hashtag homeschool. Hashtag, okay. Yeah, you were homeschooled too. It's yeah, well, I, then I went to high school. This is why it's the homeschool show. Learn to read show. at high school. No, I'm just kidding. 
No, I loved I loved homeschooling. Quite honestly, it has it pro- yeah. it has its pros and cons, but overall, it was pretty nice. Well, having your mom as your teacher is the best part. Yeah, and then having your brothers as Ooh, classmates. Best part. Mm. <laughs> my mom listens to this show. See, my mom's listening right now too. So I'm right. Like, yeah. So you're a lot smarter than me, <laughs> just right there. Hey, mom, uh, I I did enjoy being homeschooled. <laughs> overall, the the uh, the benefits outweighed the cons. Anyway, I digress, and that's the first time I've said that this week. Uh, in Kansas, oh, right. <laughs> we uh, played against the number one singles player in the nation, and Aaron Rodgers did not get Anna, Anna Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Learn to read. <laughs> uh, goodness, Anna Rodgers, she did not win, but she did take the number one player in the nation to three sets. So yeah, that was uh, Kentucky's Anastasia Richagova. It's Kansas. Learn to read. I said Kansas. You said Kentucky. Oh, okay, yeah. I mixed up UK Learn and KU. Learn to read in your geography. Ben. It's okay. Come up with an original joke. It's the the irony is it was your joke and then you. Do you know what irony out. is? You know, while everyone... Ben talks about irony, uh, Adriana Riemi earned a win over a nationally ranked opponent as she defeated number ninety four Despina Vogasari three six six four and six four. Yep, and Bianca Moldovan beat uh, Carla Pons Martorell six three six four in straight sets. First of all, you're always correcting me on the names, but how do we know you're right? How do we know my pronunciation isn't right? We don't have the people here. I know I'm right. <sighs> See, guys, this is what I have to deal with. I do John. my research. <laughs> ben just, like, free wills it. Anyway, well, I improvise it. Yeah, okay. You're I, doing so good. I, I'm doing amazing right you're now. Doing, oh, <laughs> all right, continue. <laughs> anyway, in doubles, uh, NC State was really good in doubles, and they did not drop a match as Bianca Moldovan and Helena Grimm earned a 6-2 win over Janet Koch and uh, Maria Torin-Ribes, while Amanda Rebel and Adriana Remy overcame um, some other tennis players from Kansas. Up next for the, for the uh, women's tennis, they're going to have their first home match of the season. That is February 10th when they host Appalachian State at 9 a.m. and Campbell at 5 p.m. That is at the J.W. Eisenhower Tennis Center right here on NC State's campus. I believe it's across from the baseball field, a block over mm-hmm. from where the soccer fields are, if yeah. you know NC State's tennis. And I'm pretty funny, sure. Funny story. This is just It has a, to be funny. This you, is a very quick story. Uh, got it from Barstool Sports. Um, there's a recruit who is uh, choosing which football or which school to go to. Choosing between Tennessee, Alabama, or Florida. Mm-hmm. And his mom was wearing an Alabama jacket and a Tennessee hat. And he picked Florida. And she walked out of the gym. Wow. She, she eventually came back. But everyone, he was even wearing like Alabama colored suit. Everyone around him was wearing either Alabama or Tennessee colors or shirts or anything like that. And then he picked Florida. And everyone was like, are you kidding me? I don't, I don't know the recruit's name. I just thought it was funny. Go look at Barstool Sports app if you want to watch that video. It's pretty hilarious. Well, while we're talking about websites, shout out to GoPack.com because we could not do this show without getting all of our information or close to all of it off of GoPack. Oh, yeah. They're great local journalism. Yeah. They're yeah, amazing. We should credit them more often. We should, but then I always forget. But they're awesome. Anyway. You forget a lot of things. I'm a forgetful person. I'm just, but I did not forget um, wrestling is up <laughs> next. And you know something, John? I also didn't forget we're really, 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 really good at wrestling. We're 13-1. and one. We're 3-0 and oh in the ACC. We're number six in the nation with yes. only loss being to Oklahoma State, who's top three. But anyway, we went over to Pittsburgh and won seven of ten bouts and finished with a 23-9 to nine win. 
Yes, uh, we raced out to a 17 nothing lead. Um, there's an intermission. I think after five matches, there's yes. a halftime uh, for, for wrestling events. So we were leading 17 mm. nothing at halftime. So that game was nice. pretty, much, pretty much decided there. Uh, th- some of the uh, wrestlers and their uh, matches, uh, number 13th ranked redshirt senior, Bue Donahue, got off, to, uh, just got off in an exciting fashion as he uh, and Pitts a Robert Lee. That's an interesting name, <laughs> and they got a takedown with eight. He got a t- Lee got a takedown with eight seconds left to tie the score at four four. And Donahue got an escape just two seconds later to win five four. So that's as pretty much as close as it gets right there in wrestling for the first match of the day. Yep, and uh, redshirt freshman Hayden Hydley scored his thirteenth bonus point win during his undefeated season seventeen and zero. He recorded four takedowns en route to an eighteen seven major decision over. The last year's ACC champion, Talib Ramani, at 157 pounds. Goodness gracious. We yeah. need a name for this guy. ACC like, championship coming, quite honestly, in his weight class. Yeah, and he's mm-hmm. a redshirt freshman. Yes. But we have to come up with a cool name for him. Like That's really cheesy. That's related to the Terminator, probably. Yeah. You we'll get what? back to you on that. Uh, <laughs> a redshirt senior, Brian Harmon, uh, down 2-0 to, two to zero to start second period, got a two-point and then a four-point pin. A near fall in the second period, and he won seven to five at 165 pounds. Retro freshman Daniel Bullard scored the second bonus point win of the night. He got a takedown in all three periods, cruised to a nine nothing major decision at 174 pounds. Third ranked redshirt senior Pete Renda completed a sweep before intermission with a five to two five to two win at 184 pounds. Yes, uh, Pittsburgh they did pick up their first win at 197 pounds, but. NC State countered with an upset at 285 pounds. Senior Michael Boykin made his yes. first dual start since November. He scored both the takedowns about and took out a ranked 19 ranked Ryan Solomon 5 to 3 and that was Boykin's third ranked um win this season. Pittsburgh did get back-to-back wins at 125 and 133 pounds, but at that point um the the meet was pretty much decided. Yeah, it, it was, was yeah twenty nine going into the final bout. And the final meet was the second upset at one hundred and forty one pounds. Redshirt junior Jamal Morris stepped into the lineup and he bumped up a weight class and then beat a ranked wrestler number nineteen Nick Zanetta wow. twelve to eight. So he just Impressive. ate a bunch right before the meet. Yeah, I I imagine that's kind of all you have to do because you in wrestling you you want to stay at the lowest weight class possible. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. You want your um, you want to wait to your weight to have a good ratio with your size. Yeah, good um, and your strength, muscle, but not like fat. So all yeah. these guys well, are not really ne- lean not necessarily. So like, even if you're like in one of the bigger weight classes, if your strength counteracts it, it doesn't really matter how big you are because like the two so, are working kind of against each other. Okay, so is it harder to go up in a weight class or down? I would say it's more difficult to go up. In a weight class, and because win. yes, because because McGregor went you're up losing two weight some classes. mobility, some flexibility, maybe, but your strength is not always going to, um, you know, match that. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking because Conor yes. McGregor, when he lost his first fight, when he was the man, and then he got beat by Diaz. Yeah, he went up two weight classes to fight that guy because he would not go down weight classes to fight McGregor. Yeah. He went. Uh, McGregor went down a weight class to fight uh, Mayweather. Did you hear that they might do MMA? I think it's all publicity stuff. They're not going to do that. Floyd, Floyd would never do that. Reportedly, I saw that he's already practicing in the octagon. But, again, 
I think he's it's just a, he's just bored. I mean, he's trying know? to keep his brand relevant, in he's my got, opinion. He's got so much money, and he's got nothing really to do. Anyways, up next, NC State will return home to host the final three home duels of the 2017-18 season, and we will host ACC rival UNC on Friday night. That's at home in Reynolds Coliseum. That is going to be really cool. I'm going to yes. try to go to that. Yep. So that is all we have for the non-revenue sports. When we come back, we're going to take a quick song break, but when we come back, we're going to let you know if there's a Hinton in Ireland, and we're going to talk about some men's and women's <laughs> basketball, some NBA, some Super Bowl, our favorite commercials, and a new surprise segment for the show that we're going to close the show out for the next few weeks. No sports. I'm excited. I'm excited. All right, right now we got some music for you selected by John Hinton, Oh Devil by Electric Guest. Don't go anywhere. Pack is Life Sports Show on 88.1 WKNC. Pack is Life Sports Show. Benjamin Denton and John Hinton back with you now to talk about women's basketball with NC State. Although first we did research if there was a Hinton like a town anywhere in the world. And there is not in Ireland, but there is in Alberta, Canada. Yeah, the most so, boring province in the most boring country. Next time you're, uh, you're the uh, most boring name. just mean to me, John, <laughs> I'll just say, go back to Canada. That's what I'll tell you. Okay, yeah. So, anyway, so <laughs> we have some good news, though. Uh, you know, A few weeks ago when John had the flu and I had to come on here by myself and I had to tell you how we had lost three straight games in yes. women's basketball, we were one in three in the ACC, and it was not looking good because we were having trouble scoring and our defense was inconsistent. Well, since then, since John has come back to the show, we're on a seven-game winning streak. Yeah. It's the longest ACC winning streak for NC State women's basketball since 2001, and that includes a win over number 10 Florida State last Thursday night in Reynolds Coliseum. Yeah, we led 26-25 at the half. If you remember, last year we also upset a top 25 Florida State team, and that win helped push us into the top 25. We opened up the third quarter on an 11-0 run uh, to pull away. FSU took the lead late, and the score was tied at 47, with just over four minutes remaining. And then Akella Mays scored a jumper, the go-ahead, two for eight points in a two-minute span. Yep, and the uh, the closeout in the game, they... McKellen May separated them there, but to close out the game, the pack went 13 of 14 from the free throw line over the final two minutes and 22 seconds. Wow. And that gave you that nine, that, yeah, nine point margin. That's, and, that's a team that deserves to win. You know, yeah. that's, that's what that shows me. They deserve to win. They're making their free throws, they're taking advantage of opportunities. They're really disciplined. Yeah. And honestly, that's not even the whole of it. We're going to get to that in a second. The mm-hmm. defense that they played. Against Florida State. Coming into this game, Florida State was averaging 85 points a game. Wow. In women's basketball. They don't score quite as much as the men do. Yes. But 85 points a game would be a lot. I think Duke was averaging that. That's like 95. Yeah. Yeah. It's 95 or 100. That's like 95 in a men's game. But yeah, yeah. they held the Seminoles obviously to 56 points, Uh, 33% shooting. Uh, If you hold them to 33% shooting from three, that is stellar. But we held them to 33% shooting overall. 22 of 66. So yes. 44 missed shots for the Seminoles and um, 30 points below their average, what they normally score as a top 10 team. So stellar performance for the Wolfpack. Yep. Uh, Mays led all scorers on the floor with 18 points 
on 7 of 11 shooting, so very efficient mm-hmm. in five blocks. Talking about that defense. Yep. Uh, Kiara Leslie put up 16 points. Uh, she has double figures for the third consecutive game. Chelsea Nelson tallied 18 points and also had a team high, eight rebounds and four assists. Yep, and uh, that was uh, F, uh, the win over FSU. We Kayla, also... also mentioning Kayla Ely had 14 points, and she went 10 for 11 from the free throw line. That is 92% yeah, from the I free wish, throw line. I wish I could do that. That's like I Steve Nash could, numbers. I pro- 10 for 11, that is really good. But 10, I'm also really good from the 10 free throw 10 for 11 line. if you're like taking your time and like not in the flow. The 10 for 11 in a game, though, that is actually That's really like awesome. Steph Curry, yeah. And almost mm-hmm. all of those were probably in those last two minutes when they were trying to keep Florida State from coming back, getting foul, mm-hmm. make your free throws. And so, still a job for the Pac-10. They close out games. They hosted Boston College, not a top-10 team. Boston College, not very good, honestly, but we did get they're the win. They're just not like a good athletic program in general, honestly. Yeah, they're not. They're but really not. we beat them. And uh, that was their seventh straight ACC win, and we beat them in Reynolds 72-54. to 54. Even yeah. though they're not good, they were leading us 23-20 to 20 in the first half, but we just smoked them in the third quarter, scored 29 points, the wow. highest scoring quarter for the Wolfpack this season. Yeah. And we just absolutely dominated in the paint, 30-8. Yeah. to eight Boston, Boston College, most of their points were either from distance or from mid-range, so, I mean, eventually those shots are going to stop falling. And with our good interior defense, like we said, uh, uh, Akella Mays having five those five block shots against Florida State, mm-hmm. we just we have a, a great interior defense that, as well as rebounding. We are fourth yeah. in the country at a plus eleven rebounding margin, wow. and we out rebounded Boston College by thirteen, so only helping our average there. Kiara Leslie posted her third double double of the season: seventeen points, eleven rebounds. Akella Mays scored sixteen points on nine shots. And dished a career-high four assists. Ashlyn Koenig tied her personal best with a game-high six assists. Kiara Leslie was named the ACC Player of the Week for her efforts in the two wins. And I saw this on the way into the show. NC State was named the NCAA Team of the Week. Wow. Now were their uh, seven straight wins or two wins last week, including a win over top 10 Florida State. Rightfully so. I mean, they put us, put us in the top 25. We're number 23, uh, 19 and 5, 8 and 3 in the ACC after, like Ben said, a stellar or not a not so stellar start. Yeah, 1 and 3, seven straight wins. They are killing it. And th- the same thing ha- happened last year. Yeah. They didn't it start did. so great, and they were really good, and they're even better this year. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow night, they're going to Miami. That's a road game. That's at 7 o'clock. You can watch that on the ACC Extra. You can also go on GoPack to check results or just listen next week, and we'll tell you what happened exactly. in that game. Exactly. Yep. But no spoilers now. We can't tell you now because it hasn't happened, but we'll tell you next week. That's very intuitive, Ben. I know. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, <laughs> See, I compliment you. I don't just oh, I don't make fun of you well, all the thank time. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Let's talk about Joel Berry saying that we're not a rival. Well, um, I guess if we're not a rival, I guess that game on Saturday wasn't a loss. Right? No, no, no. I, I am not like most state fans. I understand what Joel Berry is saying, to a degree. He's he's dissing us for sure, and he's going to pay for that for sure. He is, but to be fair, we have not done well against Carolina in the past twenty or thirty years. Uh, since Rory's been there, twenty-seven of thirty. Yes, that exactly. they beat us exactly. But the new coach K. The new, yes, the new coach K is what here. What have you done for me now, John? And yes. we just beat them, and we're going to beat them again Saturday. 
But but what I'm saying is I understand what he's saying. I think he's saying how you pretty much have a rivalry with two teams. He said, you know, we don't like them. And we mm-hmm. play them every year. I really don't think he was belittling like our basketball program. I think it's just that Duke and Carolina have so much more history. Why? Than, why can't we just play angry, John? Why are you taking this away from us? You're you're trying. No, to- no, no. We can absolutely play angry because uh, to make them be your rivals again. Like I mean, they are our rivals. Once we sweep them this year, then let's hear well, yeah. next year come back and say, yeah, they're not a rivalry. Yeah, but it's yeah. like. I think his words were taken out of context. Well, for sure. Like we want to, we want to take quotes that get yeah. headlines and people because, talk about on sports radio because that's what we do. We want something interesting to talk about. And Joel Berry dissing yeah. us right before we beat them again. Well, is I mean, you got to talk about. You got the Lakers Celtics rivalry, and you got the Lakers and the Trailblazers. Now, those teams don't really like each other. The Trailblazers would call it a rivalry, but the Lakers would not. So we're just the younger sibling. That's yes, but we're getting older. Yes. And we're about to turn 18 and we're about to go kick some butt. Starting with sat or starting with uh, a week ago, continuing this Saturday against UNC. Yeah, that might be looking past Virginia Tech who we're playing tonight. Yes. But that is at Virginia Tech, Castle Coliseum. But specifically with UNC, we're growing up and we're about there. Well, I don't think the argument that because they've beaten us a lot makes it not a rivalry rivalry because Duke's beaten UNC 15 of 18 times. And I don't think that's true. Yeah, last 18 times, Duke's won 15. That's something I heard. I'm going to look that up. But anyway, Duke's won more often than UNC. Because UNC went through a stretch a couple times, early 2000s, and then I think 2010 where they were really bad. And then there's other times they've lost to Duke. So to say just because we haven't won a lot of games doesn't make it not a rivalry. But in the end, I do kind of agree with you in that I understand what he was saying, but still... He probably was pressed to say that question, but I I definitely want to stay angry about that. Yeah. But more positives, Notre Dame had beaten us without their two best players by 30 points earlier in the year, and that's when a lot of Wolfpack fans were talking at Doomsday and how bad this team was. We didn't have Markel Johnson at that time, although we did later beat Duke without Markel Johnson. So I think the team had righted the ship before Markel came back, but with Markel on the floor... The defense that he provides, the facilitating he Markel provides. Markel is dishing right now. Three straight games. And if you don't know what dishing is, then you don't know Markel Johnson. Markel yeah. is dishing right now. Three straight games of double-digit <laughs> assists. Four? Four straight games. He broke. Uh, he didn't break the record, but he is tied the first. It. Yeah, he tied Chris Corciani's record with three straight assist games, and then he, I think he's the first since uh, Chris Corciani before his last three assists. Or three, like games in a row and Markel's just a sophomore we still have two more years of him yeah, he's not he, going to be leaving early and he was overshadowed by Dennis last year same and, as yeah. LeVar is kind of overshadowed by Markel this year yeah but the, I really do love it when LeVar and Markel are on the court at the same time because our defense is amazingly it's intense good. it's intense I wouldn't say amazingly good uh, but I would is. say I would say it's a different kind of defense. Like Braxton plays more conservative defense. Braxton doesn't want to get burned. He doesn't. He's not taking gambles, going for steals. Markel is putting pressure on the ball, and he may get crossed up or blown by one out of ten times. But it's okay because he makes up for it because he gets a steal one or two out of ten times. Markel is just. I think. I think that describe a lot of Lavar Bats. I think Markel is a combination of both of them. I think he's just insanely good on defense from what I've seen from. He gets those secondary steals. Where he anticipates passes, but he'll also pick your pocket yep. in the backcourt. 
guarding yeah. you one-on-one. He and also demands a lot of attention because he can score. And, I mean, we saw on Saturday he got uh, five points on three shots. Like Yeah, he, he had he, but 11 he changed the game. He had 11 he took assists. a shot. Exactly, yeah. And then he hit a, a corner three. And yet uh, defenses know how he can score. It's, it reminds me of Rondo, the way he plays, you know? I when he hits that. a jump shot, people are like, oh, why doesn't he shoot more? And He then, shoots close to 40%. I know. He shoots very well. Like I think people forget that about Rondo. Rondo was actually a decent three-point shooter. He just didn't take them very often. Same yeah. as Markel Johnson. And it's kind of, I think he, st- he has to start shooting more uh, as games go on because of the fact that if you can automatically count that the point guard won't try to score, that's almost one less person you have to tr- try to defend. Yeah. And so I think what Markel does is he sets up his assists to get himself baskets later on in the game because if he's drove on you and the last four times he's passed it, yeah. all of a sudden now he has a wide-open layup that yeah, he can he take advantage of. Yeah, the help isn't there. But, I mean, he, he does such a good job of drawing the help defense, especially off of uh, corner shooters mm-hmm. or on the fast break. He, he'll blow by his man. The second man, you know, takes one step, and it's like a little flip pass or a touch pass to – Braxton, Abu, someone like that. You're at seven. Yeah. Yeah. And this team is really, I think, everyone's kind of found their role. Abu is actually finding his role more. Earlier in the season, it was he would go long stretches without playing at all. And now he's playing in that high post, gets a couple of 15-foot jump shots. He makes them. He's attempted a couple threes this season, and I'm okay with that because I watched him pregame. He actually makes them at a decent clip. He's not Omer, you're at seven, but he does make it. And I think early in the season, we beat second-ranked Arizona. That was Al Freeman's team. I think that was Al Freeman playing isolation basketball a lot, and we relied on yeah. him to give us buckets. Brax- Braxton had a good uh, game that game, too. He yeah. had, like, 19 points. But this team with Markel Johnson is a lot more of a, I think, like a together, a team-oriented team as far as assists. Majority of their field goals are assists. And mm-hmm. Kevin Keats, I understandably, is really happy with what he's seeing. And I'm really happy with what I'm seeing from Kevin Keats because we're playing – faster than anybody, including Carolina. I watched um, the Wolfpack Hustle that comes on late uh, Sunday nights, I think, like mm-hmm. at 11 o'clock on Fox 50, and it's just a bit about NC State's team. I think we're second team. in the ACC in uh, possessions per one, or points per like 100 possessions or something like that. Yeah, and exactly because we pushed the ball, and one of the things that Keats talks about is that um, we're... Wait, I lost my train of thought. When it, wait, we were talking about... Mm, you, you know what? You take it. Yeah, points per uh, possession, NC State's doing very well. Uh, they forced the issue, especially on the fast break, uh, moving very quickly. You know, getting the ball to the big men on the fast break so that they can finish um, really easily, getting your seven uh, Malika Boo dunks. Um, that's just that's the formula. Like That's why it's been working this year. You know, pushing the pace on offense and mm-hmm. uh, setting the tone on defense. I think that's what Kevin Keats, the new Coach K, brings to the table. I remember what I was going to say. It was something he said at <laughs> halftime during the break to the mm-hmm. team, and he said, the score is 0-0, but they're tired, and we're not, because we do this all the time, and they're not used to running like this. Yeah, exactly. And that's something I think you see from a lot of teams. I think we pull away in the second half just because of the cardio that we're in. We're in. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yep. Anyways, uh, Virginia Tech tonight, you can watch that on ESPN. They're 5-5 five five in the conference, yeah. so they're not a bad team. They're a bubble team. They're very similar to us. Same non-conference record. We might have a few more quality wins, but if we win this game, it's uh, definitely going to help us get into the NCAA tournament. And you know what? If we lose it, I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world. I it's think not... we need, No, we need to win. We're we, the underdogs. Of course. We need to win. Every time we go in, we need to yeah. win. But I think I'm it's more saying, important than you realize. I think people see the name of Virginia Tech and they go, how did we lose to Virginia Tech? This is a good team. Virginia Tech has a pretty good program. Yeah, and 
Well, they weren't yeah. uh, two years ago before they hired Buzz well, Williams. That's one season. They were <laughs> terrible. Yeah. But now they're good, and they weren't good early on in the year. They're kind of coming back. And Castle, again, is a really hard place to play. They usually beat Duke there almost yeah. every year, whether they're good or not. And they Duke, beat Carolina there this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they beat Carolina, and Carolina is somehow still in the top 25 after, I think, three straight losses. Yeah, Carolina has one less loss than us, and we have the tiebreaker. Carolina is projected to be a four seed in the NCAA tournament, and we are projected to be an 11 seed. I think that all changes tonight when we beat Virginia Tech mm-hmm. and Saturday when we destroy UNC because it is, it is going to happen. Yeah, Jalen Felton suspended. Theo Pinson slightly injured. Everybody's like off except for Luke May on that team. And I mean, come on, we got your seven, so we have them every single position mm-hmm. except for power forward or center. We have an advantage. We really do. I'm I'm really looking forward to that game. I'm I also so have excited. a ticket to that game. That is going to be. I didn't get a ticket to that game. You did not. I requested two minutes after, and it did, and I've been to like most of the games this season. I don't know. Some, something is wrong with the system because I didn't get a ticket. I'm serious though. I've yeah, been to, I've been to more games out there. Uh, student student tickets are based on like loyalty points and whatnot. Like, that. well, I always go early. I always get the extra loyalty point for going over an hour early. That doubles Is that actually loyalty. a thing. Yeah, you get a you get an extra loyalty oh. point for going more than an hour early. And I whenever I go, except when I go with you, I don't end up going early because you don't go early to the games. Yeah, because I don't like standing in the cold for an hour. I like being near the court. Mm. Anyway, so we got the Virginia Tech game tonight. You can listen to that on Mix One One Point Five. We got the UNC game on Saturday, so yep. it's going to be a lot to talk about next week with the men's basketball when we come right back here at Packers Life Sports Show. Going to talk some NBA news mm-hmm. real quick. Kristaps Porzingis tore his ACL yesterday. Yeah, uh, I think Team LeBron is cursed in the All Star game, but we don't know at this point. Uh, we could see, um, we could maybe see Ben Simmons replace him. We could maybe see Kemba Walker. We could maybe even see Dwight Howard. Yeah, I think that's not very likely because of how bad the Hornets are. Like really, we're we're trash. Well, we're Ben Simmons. We're two and one since last week's show. We're we're yeah, tenth in the Ray. conference right now, Ugh. which is only two spots out of a playoff bid and losing to Boston in four games. Yeah, exactly. That's we we are in NBA purgatory. Yeah, we're we're not. Uh, what's it? Is it Charles Barkley that talked about that? Like we're just not good enough to get the good picks, but then exactly we're not and bad then, enough to get the good picks, not good enough to do anything in the playoffs, compete, not even to get to the conference semifinals. But yeah. Hornets did make a trade today. They traded Johnny O'Brien two second-round picks for Willie Hernan Gomez from the Knicks, which is uh, kind of surprising considering the Knicks just lost uh, one of their big men. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I think Hernan Gomez is a good player. but I think He was we, all rookie last year, and then he had reduced minutes this year. I think we paid maybe a little too much for him, but I'm excited to see what he can do. I don't know. I mean, Hernan Gomez like, was a second-round pick. And it's not like uh, what we've been doing has been working that well this exactly. season. Exactly, yeah. And so the Horn- we're the we're the only team not represented at the All Star Weekend. Well, Charlotte always gets snubbed because we're Charlotte. We're not New York because we have the worst management in Wait, sports. Memphis has an All Star. They have someone at the event. I'm pretty sure. Oh, is it Marcus All? He's probably an All Star. He's not an All Star. Really? Um, Conley not an All Star. No. Um, everybody Memphis has someone. And Charlotte. No one cares what we. No, do no, no. Basketball. Everybody has someone in an event. At oh, okay. All Star Weekend, is it could be the three point contest. Oh. I think it might be skills challenge with um, Conley, Tyreek Evans, actually. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. And the Hornets are not represented. He's been at playing all. really well. He actually might get traded to Boston. I heard, which to me would put Why? Boston over the top. Why does Boston always need to get people? Why don't because they have good management. We have Michael Jordan on our bench. We should we be need... able to get more players. Yeah. I'm just saying. No, are you kidding? Why would you want to play for Michael Jordan? 
Because he's the greatest. Because he's intimidating, and he probably pressures you to sign with a shoe brand. And he, he cares more about money than about directing a team. I'm being serious here. He accomplished so much in his individual career. Why does he feel the need to accomplish to accomplish anything as an owner? He doesn't. He wants shoe sales. He wants business. He doesn't want to be bored for the rest of his I life. I can't really disagree because we're not getting the good free agents. We, we have the Bobcats Hornets franchise, disregarding the original Charlotte Hornets franchise, is literally the Cleveland Browns of the NBA. We're not and quite this, that bad. We are that bad. We were that bad. We that are one that year. bad. These are the years where we have Brady Quinn at quarterback leading us to six or seven wins. We, we draft 50-50. We'll get good players. We drafted Kimball Walker. Michael K. Gilchrist was a decent is a decent player. Like we, uh, Cody Zeller, Frank Kaminsky, all decent players. We just haven't hit big. No, Kaminsky's not decent. He can't guard anybody. I still think Kaminsky's decent. Why? Because he's, he, he's a matchup problem on offense. Maybe he's not great defensively, mm. but not everyone in the NBA is. We have so many guys who are more of a matchup problem offensively, though, and can actually play defense. I don't know. I just We could have had Devin Booker. That's all, I, that's all I think about all the time. Well, hindsight's 2020. We could have Donovan Mitchell, too, who got added to the dunk contest. Yeah. I don't even care about the dunk contest. Really? It's the fact that Donovan Mitchell's averaging 20 a game, and he's the first with multiple 40. He's the first with a 40-point game since... Blake Griffin, first with multiple since Steph Curry. First rookie is what yes, you're saying? Yes, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that was NBA. We're going to keep you updated on the Hornets. Hopefully they'll start doing better. They won't. But we did We did have the Super Bowl. That was a good Super Bowl. I yeah, liked, I uh, love Nick Foles. I know. I, you're kind like, of a, a god among men. I give you, <laughs> just I kidding, give you just uh, flack sometimes for being a bandwagon guy. I was like, I like this guy. I like this guy. But you've been on Nick Foles for a while, and you sat here on since this 2012. show. On I've this been a show, yes. you talked about how right after Wentz got injured, you thought the Eagles still were a contender. Absolutely. Even with Nick Foles at quarterback. So yeah. I'm going to give you props there. I appreciate it. And I because was, if you ask my dad, who I've been watching football with for my whole life, I've been a Nick Foles fan since he came in the league. Always. Where, where did he play? Arizona? He, was, he, or played, Arizona he played at Arizona. Arizona. He was on the Eagles, had a great season. He went to the um, the Rams. And then he went to the Chiefs. Jeff even Fisher even just, when he was on the Chiefs, I was like, dude, start him over Alex have Smith. Have you seen that video circulating of uh, air, of of Jeff Fisher cutting Nick Foles? Now it's recirculating no. because like because um he just won the Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. He also cut Case Keenum, who just got to the NFC championship. And if you listen to Jeff Fisher, that's like, look, the two quarterbacks in the NFC championship game were my quarterbacks. Yeah, and then he's like, You're welcome for Jared Goff. Hire me back, please. But <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, do you think the Colts would hire him? The Colts? Yeah, Jeff McDaniels. Yeah, the is Colts like, are nah, dumb enough fam. to hire Jeff Fisher. You kidding? They got terrible man. So why didn't Jeff McDaniels go to uh, Josh the McDaniels? Colts? Josh McDaniels. Why didn't because he go to the Colts? he's going to be the next coach of the Patriots. Is Bill Belichick leaving this year? My uh, maybe not this year. Uh, maybe in the future. I doubt he'll stay longer than two or three years. I think there's a real disconnect between him and Robert Kraft. I think Robert Kraft convinced. Josh McDaniels to stay because he knows Belichick is going to leave. Reportedly, I saw uh, one headline today that uh, it was after a meeting with Belichick that uh, McDaniels decided to stay. Well, maybe they're friends and Belichick was like, hey, I'm going to leave. I know he'll give you the job. Why don't you stay? That would be kind of cool. Or maybe Belichick's just selfish and it's like, hey, let's get back to another Super Bowl. I don't like Bill Belichick that he cheats, but if he wants to go to Cleveland and cheat. He hasn't cheated that much. Go on. He hasn't cheated that much. More than anyone else. He, eh, he just gets caught. Anyway, we're running out of time, and so we're finally getting to our new oh, segment. favorite ad, though. Favorite oh, ad. Definitely tied. Okay, tied. It's a tied ad. I like, yeah. Is every the, ad a tied ad? By the ad? way, this show is a tied ad.
Oh, yes, because... Just kidding, we cannot advertise yeah. anything. Well, but... <laughs> our name of this new team we're covering is called the Tide Pods yeah. because the meme. That's our intramural basketball team. That's right, and we're going to be covering them every week, keeping you guys updated with the latest and the greatest with PAX Sports. Oh, my since gosh. We're great. We're going to keep you updated. So, yeah. last Wednesday, we're going to we be won... We're going to beat NC State's varsity team, just so oh, you yeah. all know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so mm-hmm. last week, the Tide Pods beat the BJ's Ballas 2.0, is what they called themselves, and we uh, beat them 20, no, 48 to 27. So yeah. by 21 points, they were led in scoring very efficiently, I might add, by a certain Benjamin Denton. Yeah. Four for six from three, six for nine from the floor, 16 points. Dude, you need to, no, just keep track Come of on. points don't keep track of how many shots you took i try to be efficient on the court okay also i was you can't be efficient when you don't have me passing the ball that's true john did give me four assists on all four threes were assisted by john <laughs> and honestly i'm more surprised that they went in than yeah. you were basically the best thing about our team we held this uh, other team scoreless in the second half for 12 and a half minutes only gave up 7 points total in the second half yep our defense was just playing flatal it's uh, nice fatal. we're nice fatal. When nice. Get it? Because Tide Pods, they're fatal. Pods. Don't eat them. Fatal. Yeah. Dude. I, I don't mean, know. we have my to fa- legitimately my favorite say ad, that though, now. I, I forgot to mention. My favorite ad, I really liked the Toyota ad about the um, oh. about the skier oh, who yeah. was missing um, two feet and a hand because uh, my youngest brother has a, a prosthetic leg mm-hmm. and he's missing a foot. And it's, um, I don't know, it's just very cool to see that. And like, yeah, represented cool in the see. ads. Representation, but also just seeing like, you know, they can do anything. You know, yeah. people like that, they really can do anything. Don't know what it has to do with Toyotas, but you know. Yeah, exactly. That's like any ad. Like, yeah. I mean, you got the the Dodge ad quoting MLK for no good reason. Yeah. Buy Dodge trucks. That's, MLK. That was Buy Dodge trucks. That's just like psychology. That's I, I, thought it, I thought it was kind of disrespectful, too. They also didn't get his estate's approval to use it. Yeah, that was not a good move. But yeah. the, uh, the Tide ads, the... Uh, the Toyota ad, that was pretty cool. Yep. So next Tide Pod. All right. Well, that's all we have for today's show. We're going to keep you updated with the Tide Pods every single week <laughs> right at the end of the show. If you don't want to hear about the Tide Pods, you can tweet us about it at Pack is Life and you NCSU. Know what? <laughs> We're still going to talk about it because it's our radio show. All right. That's all for today's show. Uh, thank you for listening. As thank always. You so much for the people that listen every week. We appreciate you. And uh, you can tune in next week. We're going to be live starting at 5. Follow us on Twitter at Pack is Life. NCSU. I'm Benjamin Denton. And I'm John Hinton. Bye, y'all.